to Jesus. Amen. God is good. And all the time, God is good. Today, God has something special for you and I. Amen. God has something very, very special for you and I. Amen. But by the way, before we forget, we have another opportunity to register for the exam. Hallelujah. Those who know, know what I'm talking about. We will talk more about it later on. Hallelujah. So we're talking about the anointing. Amen. How many want to be anointed? If you don't want to be anointed and you don't have even ways that you can be anointed, then you've wasted a number of Sundays. You should have been asleep or maybe working if you are not interested in the anointing. Because... The anointing is precious. Emilia, what do you think? The anointing is precious. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And because the anointing is precious, you and I must desire the anointing. But the Bible says that God will not just give his anointing to just anyone. And the Bible also says that it is a hard thing. When Elisha asks Elijah, or Elijah asks Elisha, Elijah asks Elisha, what do you want from me before I go? And then Elisha said, I want a double portion of your anointing. And Elijah said, you've asked for a very hard thing. Very, very hard. But nevertheless, when you see, if you see me go, you will be anointed. Amen. Amen. So we're going to talk about, we've talked about steps to the anointing. Last week, what did we talk about? We talked about steps to the anointing. Hallelujah. Steps to anointing in your own company. Hallelujah. Now, I pray that we go through this message again because these are the steps to be anointed. And Seth, God can anoint you heavily. Hallelujah. But we need to follow the steps. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. The anointing in your own company. Now, we are going to talk about steps to the anointing in the upper room. Yes. In the upper room. Steps to the anointing in the upper room. I don't know whether I'm speaking to somebody. Yeah. Hallelujah. I only hear a couple of amens here. Yeah. Amen. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Receive power. 
after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Judea, sorry, in Jerusalem, thank you, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So God told uh, 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 the apostles and, and, and told them, this is something that God is telling us. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So power will come upon you when the Holy Ghost, or you receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And the result of the power is that we will be witnesses unto Jesus, both in and in all Judea, and in Samaria, unto the uttermost part of the earth. So Jesus said this before he left. And then when he left, Acts chapter 2 verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Some people feel, and they were all filled with envy. Some people have actually written, they've, all, they've been all filled with envy, or they were all filled with hatred, or they were all filled with strife, or they were all filled with unforgiveness. No, but those in the upper room, they were all filled with the Holy So it shows the anointing in the upper room. Hallelujah. So what are the steps? You see, many things are steps. Many things are steps. Hallelujah. Or we receive many things by steps. Step one, follow the Lord faithfully for several years. You and I are to follow the Lord faithfully for several years. Amen. Amen. There's that sound there. Maybe you can help. There's some sound. Follow the Lord faithfully for several years. Every single one of the people who received the anointing in the upper room had followed the Lord faithfully for several years. In choosing a replacement for Judas Iscariot, the apostles specified that it had, it had to be someone who had been around for many years or for a long time. Many people feel that the replacement for the apostle uh, 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 Judas, because Judas was an apostle, the replacement for apostle Judas was supposed to be a gifted person. But God doesn't use gifted people as a, per se to anoint them in a certain way. Rather, God uses faithful people who have been around, who have been with him for a long time. Can I have an Amen. So you will see that the qualification for becoming an apostle was to have been around for at least three years. So someone, for them to get to a certain level, that's why it takes three years, at least three years to get to a certain level. Because the, the people had to have started, whoever was going to replace Judas had to have started from the baptism of John all the way to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ's ministry began at 33, no, sorry, 30, 
And he died at 33 and a half. Three and a half years was his ministry. Around 33. He was around 30, 30 years old and died after uh, three years. Hallelujah. So it shows that the people, the qualification was at least three years. Not because you are gifted. Many people feel that I'm gifted, so I should be part of the apostles. Or I am gifted, or I have talents, or I'm good at this, or I'm good at that, so therefore I should be anointed. That's not how God operates. God operates by people who have been around, who have been in him, who have known Jesus, who have companied for at least three years. Can I have an amen? So what am I saying? Don't be in a hurry. Know that God will eventually anoint you, but it takes time. Hallelujah. Some people have been praying for many, many years. Many, many, many years before God anointed them. It doesn't mean we need to spend time. God needs to know that we are serious. I don't know whether I'm hearing something. There's some dullness in the area. Everybody, I know, but don't just stare at me. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Apart from the two who are saying amen, sitting down. You know yourselves. Be available to experience everything God has for you. Amen. Be available to experience everything God has for you. Acts chapter 1 verse 3. Father God, I pray for your presence to be in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Be available to experience everything God has for you. One, three. To whom also he showed himself alive. After his passion, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So, the second is available to experience everything God has for you. For 40 days, some people had the amazing experience of meeting with the resurrected Lord. Those who missed this experience were obviously going to be different. That's why sometimes it's very important to be in every meeting. As many meetings as possible you can be in because you never know when God is going to anoint. You never know when God is going to make the difference. Hallelujah. Look at Thomas. Thomas was not available when they saw Jesus Christ alive. And that's why he said, look, I do not believe. I don't believe. Unless I see the nail prints. Unless I see him, I will not believe it. So he was a bit different from the others because most of them saw Jesus alive. But Thomas had not seen him. And that's why he was a bit different until Jesus appeared and then he said, my Lord and my God. Hallelujah. All the different example, experiences God allows you and I to have, prepare us for the anointing. So no matter what, the disappointments, the good experiences, the bad experiences, the successes, all of them work together. Hallelujah. To prepare us for the anointing. Look at David. David was anointed king over Israel, but it took so many different experiences for him to be finally anointed king over Israel. He was anointed once by the prophet Samuel to be king over Israel. Then he was anointed king over Judah, but he had so many battles and experiences, and then God anointed him king over Israel. Hallelujah. So our experiences, Saul, King Saul, 
chasing him to kill him, trying to kill him with a javelin. So many experiences, hiding in caves, running around, even trying to behave like a madman at a point. Because the enemy, he was in the hands of the enemy. And he had to behave like he was mad and he was of no use. All those things were all part of God's process to anoint David. So you and I could be there and we could be going through certain difficulties. We could be going through certain challenges. We could be going through negative experiences, trials, tribulations, temptations. And we don't understand. But they are all part of God's plan to anoint us heavily. Can I have an amen? amen. Hallelujah. All the different, yes. So people we meet and know can change our lives forever. The things we hear and experience are not by accident. The things we experience and we hear are not by accident. Everything we hear, everything we experience, God allows. There are things that God doesn't want us to do, but he allows us to do them. Nevertheless, when we really love him and we are to be anointed, God will still anoint us and use them for his glory. That's what the Bible says, for we know that all things work together for good. For those that love God. For those who are the called according to his purpose. Look at Abraham. Abraham's mistake with Hagar. But God, God, that, that's not That's why there are all these problems. That's not God's plan. Nevertheless, God anointed uh, uh, Abraham. Hallelujah. So the churches we attend, the pastors we know, the people we meet, are all divinely arranged to prepare us for the anointing and for the ministry. Hallelujah. To a believer, accident or no coincidence, you and I must not shy away from the work of the ministry. We should not miss any opportunity to be close to God and his power. Don't shy away from any opportunity. No matter what it is, don't shy away from it. Because it is many times in doing it is in doing, it is in meeting people. It is in meeting the people God has brought our way that God anoints us. Because, it's, you see, the devil brings people our way and God brings people our way also. When God brings someone our way, we must know and identify and be able to acknowledge that this person or these people, God brought my way. And when the devil brings someone our way, we should be able to also discern that this person is not of God. Hallelujah. But you and I must always be attentive to know the people who God has brought our way. Hallelujah. Step three, do not follow politics. Acts chapter 1 verse 6 and 7. Do not follow politics. A lot, many times in the African countries, that's where you see politics. You see how people respect politics more than even uh, the, uh, Christianity or their church. And we can, we've now started to see that in America also. And he said, okay, when they therefore were come together, in fact, let's start from verse, okay, that's six, very good, thank you. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him saying, Lord, Wilt thou at this time restore again to the Romans? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Don't worry about politics. Don't, don't be mixed up with politics. 
you see some of the Christians, some of the Christians of a certain type who are more focused on certain things than what God requires due to politics. And by that are displeasing God without knowing it. It's only when they get to heaven that they mistake. Don't worry about politics. Number four, be a humble part of the group to which God has called you. Be a humble part of the group. You and I are in a group. We are in the united denomination of the Lighthouse Group of Churches. We are in the UD. That's a group. Hallelujah. And then we also have another group in the diocese, and then we have another group in the church. But we must all be faithful members or a faithful and humble part of the group. Hallelujah. God has called us sheep that belong to a flock. The sheep of the Kodesh family church. Hallelujah. What do you think? Acts chapter 1 verse 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Stay in Jerusalem. Stay with your company. Are you understand what I'm saying? Stay with your company. Continuing to assemble together. In fact, can I see the people on Zoom? Maybe they might be more exciting to see. Let's see the people on Zoom. Can you change it? I've seen, I'm seeing two of the same thing. I want to see one Zoom. Continuing to assemble together with the fellowship that God has given you will eventually lead you to the anointing. So continuing to assemble together with the fellowship that God has given you will eventually lead you to the anointing. Yes. Number five, follow the wisdom and direction of the Lord. You see that Acts chapter 1 verse 4, Jesus said, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. And hallelujah, you can put your hands together for the Lord. And if Peter had not followed the direction of God who, who said that, look, do not give, have any prejudice. When there are some people who are Gentiles who will come, when they come, do not have any gain sins, just go with them. If he hadn't followed that direction, the Gentiles would not have been saved. So sometimes, the, the, what we say or what we follow from God can be a matter of life and death, salvation or loss, heaven or hell, anointing or not anointed, depending on following what God is telling you and I to do. So you and I must be very, very clear. As I was coming to church, God spoke something to me. As I was watching the, the flow, it, a, a solution to a problem which will require faith and some bold steps to do it. Hallelujah. Concerning uh, uh, the, the one or two things. Uh, I'll say it after church, but not on the... Hallelujah. But a few things. So, that direction, if I follow it, I know for sure that it's going to bring abundance in what I'm looking for to do more for God in that particular thing. Number six, wait on God. Wait on God. Wait on God. Acts 1, 4 again. But wait for the promise. Wait 
for the promise. The promise you and I need to wait for it. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? You and I need to wait for the promise. Meaning that when we say wait, you are not saying wait forever. But you are saying wait with expectation. Wait with expectation for the anointing. Because God will anoint you and I. So God anoints the expectant. The desirous. So expect, wait, aim for, look forward to the anointing. Now look at Isaiah 40, 31 using the NESB. Waiting on God is an important step to becoming anointed. Yet, God will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. So those who wait or hope, that word wait is wait or hope expectantly, patiently. Those who wait or hope on the Lord will renew or regain their strength. So it means that as soon as you are about to become weak, your strength will be renewed because you are waiting and hoping on the Lord. Hallelujah. Then it goes on to say, they will mount up with wings like eagles or they will soar in anointing. They will, they will, they will climb up in anointing. When you wait upon the Lord, you are going to be anointed. Those who wait upon the Lord in his word and in prayer, are heavily anointed. Up with eagles. They will run and not get tired. Look, I said they will run. Not only physical running, but they will run the race. And they will not burn out. They will run the race. Look, there are many Christians who are burnt out. There are even many pastors who are burnt out. Why? Because they are not waiting on God. Because they are not hoping on God. Because they are not waiting in prayer. They are not waiting in the word. And because of that, they burn out. And at a point, they ask themselves, is this, in, this Christianity is it interesting? I've been serving God for so many years, but I don't see any benefit. In quotes. But when you wait on God, I said, when you wait on God, you will run and you will not get tired. You will not get tired of the race. We are running the race and you and I will not get tired because we are waiting on God. They will walk and they will not become tired. They will walk with God. The Bible says that by faith, Enoch walked with God. You and I will walk with God by faith and we will not become tired or weary as we walk, as we walk the journey of faith. As we walk with all the hindrances, all the traps that Satan has put in front of us, but God has removed and God has bulldozed out the mountains. As we level the mountains, as we go over the mountains, as we walk, we will not get tired because we are waiting on God. And God will anoint those that. Right here is the promise for strength and for soaring up in ministry. There is also a promise for running and walking in the ministry without becoming weary. Men of God and children of God who are in the ministry do not get tired because of the anointing. Unfortunately, few Christians have the time to wait on God. Now these two are critical. Few Christians 
have the time to wait on God. That's why prayer meetings are the least attended. That's why if we call for a prayer meeting tonight, no, no, I've made a mistake. Flow. Flow prayer meeting is proving that many Christians do not know how to wait on God. Flow. No, but you don't understand. I'm working. We are all working. We all have to wake up at the time we need to wake up. But there is something about waiting on God. You can imagine someone who is waiting on God during the flow services and Bishop is praying or the prophet is praying for God to anoint. When you've spent the time, oh, you'll be anointed. Oh, I said you'll be anointed. Many Christians are not prepared to wait. Many Christians are not prepared to Christians are not, I'm sure there are many Christians who just put their Facebook life on and sleep. And the devil is laughing. They have a party and they say, yes, one down. When I say one down, you should have just not pretended. One down, meaning that what, what they could have prayed for, what God was planning to give to them, they will not get it because they didn't pray about it. So one down, the, the, the answer or the blessing that was going to come, one down, it didn't come. And they made a mockery of themselves by putting the thing on and sleeping. But unless it was not intentional. Or, I mean, I'm not talking about those who put it on and just sleep by mistake. But I'm talking about those who say, look, I'm going to, they, 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 I'll be called or text. So let me put it on and sleep. That's different from someone who is attempting to pray and sleeps. For attendance sake. Look, I said, look, that's why there are few people who are anointed. That's why there are few, 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 few. Because many are not prepared to wait. Sister Antoinette, are you getting what I'm saying? Many are not prepared to wait. See, including even listening to messages. Many people prefer to listen to a five-minute message than an hour message. And you are asking God to anoint you. Keep watching. Keep asking. Sometimes I find myself when I'm trying to, when I'm in a hurry and I'm going on, just to check on, on Facebook, YouTube, I'm also sometimes just looking for five-minute videos on uh, uh, things I'm looking for. But when it comes to messages, I want to stay and watch. But when it is something that maybe I'm trying to find a way to, 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 to do something, maybe to get something painted or to, to fill a hole or something I'm trying to do YouTube, I'm looking for the two-minute, three-minute, or about gadgets, I'm looking for two to three minute things because that is not my priority. That's not inside me. That's why I'll use two, three minutes. 
But when, I'm, when it comes to the word, I try to spend the time and listen to it whilst I pray. So it shows what people's priority are and they want to be anointed. That's why people look for a five-minute video and then relax. I've done my part. It shows, it is similar to my feeling for that video to do the thing. Because it is not in you. That's why it will only, a five-minute video is enough. When it's at 40 minutes or one hour preaching, you don't want to hear it. Because it's too long. And you are praying for anointing. We'll see. Don't shut me down preaching God here. Number one, prayer. Waiting on the Lord. You can't wait. Number two, podcast. Even, even going back to listen to Bishop's old messages. Or the, the uh, poemano. Or even listening to Bishop's, even the flow revivers. Going back to listen to them. Many of the messages, when you hear them once, we all know it. The, the levels of soaking in messages. The levels of retention. There's 11, 22%, all these things. So you listen to it once and you say, God, I'm ready. Thou art, the, thy servant is here. Anoint thy servant. No, that's not how it is. You, you read the word. You listen to messages. You spend time praying. If you want to be anointed, the flow service prayer, you see, the flow service prayer is helping people to learn how to pray for hours. The flow prayer is teaching people because there are people who don't know, who, who've never prayed for two hours before, who've not prayed for three hours before, who've not prayed for four hours before, who've not prayed for five hours before. It is to also. Because he's finished the prayer already. And because of what I'm looking for from God, I don't want to miss. You see, once it's on, I have to be there. If it's not on, then I've not lost anything. If it's not on, then I've not lost anything. So it will be better for it to end if I have to do something than for it to be there and I'm missing out on what I can get. That's why even after I've prayed, I make sure I'm there. Looking for anointing. I'm looking for deliverance. I'm looking for so many things. I'm looking for a quick fix is that you are prepared to listen to podcasts, watch preaching, listen to preaching for hours. Listen to preaching for an hour. And you are prepared to spend time praying. Now, those who were not attending the flow prayer, when it ends, they will miss the opportunity to pray for two hours, three hours. Is it tiring? You sure bet. It's tiring. Because it reduces your sleep. But nevertheless, we are still functioning. Why? Because they that who glory. Because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall, uh, and, 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 and they shall walk and not faint. Or they shall run and not faint. They shall walk and not be weary. And sometimes God even gives you the wisdom to do well at work. After the flow, when you are, even though it looks like you are tired, I'm telling you the wisdom to do quick work, fast and quickly, and ex and, and 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 get some intelligence to do it. Yeah, because you are waiting. Amen. Different. So we are changing. 
when the COVID ends, or at least before the COVID, anytime there's a convention and I ask how many want to be anointed, there's a flock, but not all the people are prepared to do as they come forward. Almost the whole church come for prayer and oil and pouring and power flowing and falling and all those things. After the falling, what are you going to do? Are you going to wait on the Lord? That's the thing. If not, you keep coming for anointing. And it won't happen. Because anointing comes by those who desire and who seek for it. Jesus said in Luke, If ye then be good gifts unto you, much more shall our Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. If the, meaning that if you and I being evil know how to give good gifts unto our children, how much more shall our Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask and keep on asking? Now, someone will say the Holy Spirit, yeah, the Holy Spirit is equated to all good things and the anointing. Why do I say it? Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. So the Holy Spirit, if God gives you the Holy Spirit, it is the Holy Spirit that he is the one who anoints. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. And then Acts 11.13, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall our Heavenly Father, your Heavenly Father, give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? And keep on asking. Is that amplified here? Hallelujah. But the key is in the waiting. If you, then evil as you are, know how to give good gifts, the advantage to your children, how much more Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask glory and continue to ask him. Continue to ask him. So it's not a simple prayer in church. God anoints me and then that's it. Continue. One hour. Two hours. Yes. That's, that's, that's where people are missing it. Yes. Continue to ask. Anointed to sing. Anointed to sing and people are healed and wonderful miracles. It takes waiting. Waiting on God. Waiting on God. Waiting on God. Waiting on God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do you think? The, the, the time where there's more depression in the church, more trouble in the church than before. Meanwhile, we have the word of life at our disposal, but we don't read it. We are looking for a quick fix. We will, those who look for a quick fix will look for it and look for it till they die and they'll still look for it in death. Jesus said an evil generation seeks for a sign, but no son will be given that generation. Oh, we like, it's not that we don't believe in science. We believe in science. Hallelujah. Praise God. Even yesterday, didn't you see, go, those who were on outreach yesterday, two people who, one person who could not hear completely, his ears were open on, out there. And then a lady's ears were open. But this guy completely on, on outreach. So we believe in science. You can put your hands together for Jesus. He did it. Because Aaron, as the first one, the second one, I was like, hey, okay, let me just do this one and go. And then let him believe God later on. 
the night. I, then uh, thought occurred. Ask him to do this. Put his hand here. Because I asked him, can you hear? No, I can't. Cover the ear. I pray. Can you hear? No, I can't. Then I, then I was just about to say, okay, God bless you. Then I said again, put the hand here. And I just, I, there was not a lot of prayer. And then he said, I can hear just a bit. Just a bit. Then I said, in Jesus, in Jesus I can't remember what I said. Jesus, try it again. I can, then you can see his expression change. See his open. He could hear clearly. So we, we, we are not, so we love signs, but that's not all we are looking for. We look for Jesus and then signs. Yet the evil generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given. You are looking for a sign in the sky of the second coming. No, no sign will be given except the sign of the prophet Jonah. That's enough sign. That's enough sign. Glory to God. Number seven, finally, love and unity. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place. One accord in one place. Love and unity. Love and unity is the final. With one accord in what? One place. Any ministry or group you and I are in, we need unity for it to do well. If you want to experience the anointing, you will have to move away from strife, confusion, and bitterness. Your ministry team will need to be of one mind and one heart. Any ministry we are in, we need to, we, we need, we, it needs to be emphasized and focused. On. Hallelujah. God does not anoint a confused, quarreling mob, which is rife, uh, or, uh, full of competition and politics. You will notice that the apostles had to wait until they were all in one place and with one accord before the anointing came upon them. You will always find the anointing where there is unity. Always when there is unity. Once there is unity, the anointing flows. Solomon experienced the glory and the anointing in his new temple when all the music musicians and singers were united and of one accord. Second Chronicles 5, 13 and 14. It came to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of God, so that the priests could not stand to minister. 2 Chronicles 5, 13 and 14. By reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Wow. The glory of God had filled the house. Think about it. So you realize that there was unity among the priests, among the musicians. They, they, there was so much unity and there was one accord. 
so that the priest could not stand to minister. So there was one accord and unity. And because of that, the glory of God filled the place. The anointing filled the place so that they all fell to the ground and they could not stand to minister. the anointing. Psalm 1, 1, 1, Psalm 133, verse 1 and 2. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Let's wait here. Let's go back to one. How pleasant, how good, it's good and it's pleasant for brethren, for brethren to dwell together in harmony, in unity. Jesus knew how to. That's why he prayed the intercessory prayer. He spent time praying the intercessory prayer because of the, the lack of unity among Christians. And we are seeing it today. We are seeing it. This person is fighting this person. This person is saying this name about this person. This person is crawling with this person. This person says, no, you didn't look at me the right way. This person is saying that I greeted you, didn't mind me. This person is saying that you didn't attend my program. Oh, this person saying you are ridiculing me. All these things. When souls are perishing, when souls are going to hell, you didn't say this to me. You looked at me this way. You are unfair. Come on. Verse 2. It is like, so when there is unity, it is like, so unity is likened unto the precious ointment or the anointing upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment. So unity is likened unto the precious oil of the anointing. What does it mean? It means if you have a church that is united, you have a church that is anointed. There are two things. That's number one. When you have a church that is united, you would have a church that is anointed. Because the Bible says that circumcision does not matter in Galatians, nor on circumcision, but faith that worketh by love. Or faith that is demonstrated by love. So our faith is perfected 
when it is demonstrated by love. Hallelujah. Then the second is that if you have two groups, two churches, church A and church B. Church A is very united and there's a lot of love in that church. And church B, who, and church B is full of anointed people. When church A prays about a topic and church B prays about a topic, they'll get the same results. Because unity and love bring about answered prayer. Just like the anointing brings about answered prayer. How pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the, it gives the result of the anointing. Many churches, Christians, you even have prayer groups that are praying for a particular problem in the church. But not all the time do they get the answer. Not all the time. They do a lot of times, but not all the time. Why? Because there is no unity in maybe even amongst those praying. If I'm praying, if the three of us are praying and there's no unity amongst us, maybe one, there's one, you, you, this, there's one fighting the other, other, it affects the prayer. Because you realize that when Peter was released from jail, it was, they were with one accord in the upper room. They were praying with one accord in the room. They, they, they were praying together. They were in, with singleness of mind and heart. When the anointing came, they were with one accord. And the, 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 the prayer of united people was so strong that an angel came physically to open the prison door. Just by united prayer. This, there's, no even, there's no even anointing yet, in a way, even though they were anointed. But it was the corporate prayer of united people. So when you have unity and love, church A, you have anointing, church B, results are the same. See, the same. That's why I think one thing I need to do is whatever groups, I mean, there must be unity. We must pray, we must, I must talk a lot about unity and love and preach unity and love and we must pray for unity and love. It must be prayed for because without it, a certain power will not be released. Yes, in that ministry. So, any kind of unfairness and any kind of, that doesn't bring unity, any kind of unfairness, any kind of some weirdness, in quotes, will not help. Factions and stuff will not help in any church or in any group because it reduces the results of the ministry and the anointing is not present in such environments. It's not. It's not. If you have a diocese or an area and the pastors are quarreling or the members are quarreling, it's, it, it, you, you, you see, you can have a million souls ready, but God will not bring million souls to a quarreling divided disunited church it's in the cost it won't happen so one of the things that we must do is to make sure that there is no a, a, a lack of unity 
pursue peace, follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. You and I must fight for unity. So from now on, when you see that there is confusion, then you try to hypocrites because they are lying. It's not true. It's not true love. They pretend to love but they don't love. That cuts the flow. Cuts the flow of the anointing. In my few years as something something small Bitterness, something small, even amongst the, the preachers, something small. Something small. You did this. Okay, you took my member. Your member. Maybe you should be transferred and we'll see whether it's your member. Hey, member, since when? Isn't it Jesus' members? Are they not members of the church? With one church, but many people, and it's a major separates them. You, you can't solve the problem. So imagine you're having a prayer session. One person has this feeling about another. Or you took my girlfriend or my beloved. And you are in the prayer meeting, and you've taken, and you can see that the person has taken your, your beloved, and you are praying, Kasatama, and another person, as they are praying, Kebababa, then when their eyes are closed, Kebababa. <laughs> the prayer is not working because you've, 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 it's, it's, it's disconnected, it's canceled it. Because there's no unity, there's no singleness of mind, there's no synchrony. You, you've spoiled it. But from today, there's going to be unity. From today. You see, look, I want to encourage you, from now on, when you really are looking for whether it's about a family member or someone who is sick, 
make sure that the people you are praying with, even if it's, it's better to have two or three than a whole church when there's disunity. Two or three. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. It's better to have two or three people who, 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 who think the same, who have no beef with each other. There is no resentment. Let's, let's, let's work on that. Uh, yeah. This is even giving me some plans, ideas. I'll write them down as soon as I finish. Hallelujah. We need to. We should all start. We should all, that's it. The word of God, is, there should be things written down for steps to do. Take. Hallelujah. What do you think? God bless you guys. Shall we stand to our feet? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's speak to God. don't have these problems. Instrumentalists. Oh, Father God, we worship you. Oh, God, we worship you. Oh, God, we love you. Oh, Lord, we magnify thee. You are worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised, worshiped. Ask the Lord to touch your heart. Ask the Lord to speak to you. Ask the Lord to deliver you. Ask the Lord to give you a heart that is perfect towards. Thank you. 
Who better to use us than Jesus? Who better to live for than Jesus? Who better to work for than Jesus? Let our life's purpose be to live and work for Jesus. And then our secular work is to provide a great means and a good, comfortable means to do the real, the real work we were brought in this earth to do. The purpose we, our purpose on earth is to serve God and to glorify him. For we are created for his pleasure and for his pleasure we were created. So whatever we are doing for work that God is blessing and will bless is only a means to live and to survive comfortably and to provide funds for the kingdom so that we can do the work we were created and brought on this earth to do. Oh, Father God, we give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. In Jesus' name, Jesus. Amen. Whilst we are praying, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you are not born again, if you know in your heart that you are far away, far away from God, if you know in your heart that if you die today, you don't know whether you would go to heaven or to hell, but you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. If I die today, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, but I want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. I want to be born again. I want my sins forgiven. I want to go to heaven. Then I want you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins, O oh God. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, we are going to be taking our communion very shortly. So I want you to get your communion elements. But just before I let you go on social media, I want to say God bless you. Thanks for joining. Thank you. God bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Let's all lift our hands and receive a blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord Jesus cause his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he give you peace. May you be blessed in everything you do. 
may you be delivered from evil. May you be protected and your family and everything that concerns you be protected by the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for joining. Shalom. And now with church, we are about to partake of the 